If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. Since the sandbox, fans, we told you that our draft coverage was starting very shortly. And now we're kicking it off. Me and Lou are here with our first mock draft. Guys, Kev's way too good for uh, all this mock draft stuff. He's too focused on March Madness and uh, eating some ruffles later. But I'm going to start off the mock draft. Lou will go 10 picks at a time. Uh, before we do that, guys, head over to our YouTube and subscribe. Hit that like button. Uh, and, and go and check out all of our content on there. Make sure you go to sincethesandbox.net and rock your favorite merch from your favorite podcasters. Starting off at the one pick, guys, we got Jacksonville. And I feel like this is an obvious pick. You know, Trevor Lawrence, I feel like he has to go one. And, and they'd be stupid to pass on, on a franchise guy, honestly. Uh, coming to two, I think I think the... <laughs> I think the Jets realistically can trade back, Lou, and I, I feel like this is something that they'll be trying to, to watch for for a long time. And I think it's going to take them their whole you know time on the clock to try and figure out if they can find uh, a way to make that work. But I, I actually think that it's not going to be able to work out, or I'm just not going to predict a trade at this point. I think that they're just going to get a safe pick, and that's going to be Jamar Chase. Why not improve your wide receiver room, stay solid, and... You got a left tackle last year at Mackie Becton. So if you want to address offensive line again, you can. That's fine. Just do it later on. Address that position and make sure it's secure. At three, this is another team I think can trade back in Miami. And I think that they'll be fielding this. They might be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes for a little bit. So I think that's a, a real possibility for Miami. But I, I think they'll go offensive tackle and they'll go pennies. I think he's most likely going to be the first tackle taken. Great, great, solid at that position. Moving to four at Atlanta. You guys already heard this um, in our draft coverage. And I had Zach Wilson going four to Atlanta. So that's predicting that the Jets in Miami don't make a trade. We'll see what happens when we get closer to the draft. I think Zach Wilson is the second best quarterback. And he's going to go four here to Atlanta and probably take over next year. At five, I got Cincy. Lou, you're going to have to help me out here at that defensive outside linebacker position from Miami. Uh, Gregory I got, Rossier? Yes. Greg, I think he is the best pass rusher in the, in this draft, Lou. What do you think? Uh, I think he is. I think he probably is. I just have him going later just because I think this is going to be an offense-heavy draft. Yeah. I feel like at least that's what everyone's predicting. But, I mean, if Todd McShay was right, he wouldn't be wrong almost <laughs> every year. So, right. <laughs> No, absolutely. I think I think this would be a good spot for, for Cincy to start addressing the defensive side of the ball. I think it's realistic that they can go offensive line to protect Burrow, but um, they've kind of gone off gone after a lot of offensive specialists lately in the draft. We've seen them get a receiver in the second round last year that worked out very successfully. Uh, Tyler Boyd's very good. So uh, moving to six, guys, at uh, Philly. I have Philly addressing that wide receiver position in Lou. I know when we were talking about our draft prospect rankings, I had I had the two Alabama receivers a, a, a little different than the way I have them going in the draft. I, I had Devontae Smith that one, Jamal Chase at two, and Waddle at three. Um, but I do think that that's going to be a little bit different the way that they go in the draft. So I actually have Chase and Waddle going before them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Devontae Smith isn't still my favorite wide receiver prospect. So... 
Devontae Smith going here at 7. Like I said, Waddle going at 6 to Philly. I feel like both of these teams can address um, the wide receiver position here. And the reason why I think Detroit goes in that direction, I just feel like that might be best player available if Devontae Smith does drop down to 7. And you don't know what's going to happen with Galladay. We know Jones isn't going to be there. Um, and Goff's definitely still going to need some weapons to throw to. So I feel like that can work. Uh, moving to 8. This is where I have the next quarterback going. Justin Fields, and I talked about Carolina being in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, and I still think that that's a very likely location for him to go. We know how Houston's being with with all that. But I think Justin Fields going here to eight would be, I don't want to say their worst scenario, but probably like their second option with the whole offseason. And I still think if they were to draft a Justin Fields or a different quarterback at that position, they would still keep Teddy Bridgewater and move forward this year, just trying to give him some time. At 9 for Denver, I have them taking Caleb Farley. So this is my first cornerback off the list here at 9. And Denver, you know, they really need a lockdown corner. And they really should have kept Chris Harris Jr. Because they didn't get productive play from A.J. Boye last year. And they haven't had productive cornerback play in quite some time. At 10, this is where I have um, another offensive tackle going. And from Northwestern, I have Rashawn Slater going here for Dallas and they were really banged up last year we talked about this and I think they need to address that position and whether they decide to do that in the first round or not we'll see but that was you know past tendencies so I I would expect them to do that again Mm -hmm. I hear that so one uh, we have Trevor Lawrence going everyone knows that pretty easy at two I have Atlanta trading up for Zach Wilson I just think they know that there's a chance the Jets do want him so I don't think Atlanta's willing to take that risk and wait for him. They trade up to two, get Zach Wilson. Uh, three, I think Miami takes Penny Sewell just because he's the highest graded O-lineman in the draft. I personally think Rashawn Slater is better, but we'll find out in due time. Jamar Chase, uh, I think he's the best wide receiver in the draft, and I think the Jets need a big home run hitter. Uh, the dude's huge. He's just so physical. Uh, and even though he sat out a year, he's, he's still in amazing shape. And then at five, I have Rashawn Slater to the Bengals. I think they need an O-line to protect Joe Burrow. That's number one. They have a lot of needs, but I think that's the biggest one as of right now. Yeah, I I think he's just a monster as well. Uh, And then at six, Steve, I have Devontae Smith going to Philly. Uh, I will go there as well (laughs) to meet him. But, yeah, I think he goes there. It's a (laughs) no-brainer. And then at seven, seven, I I have Jalen Waddle going to Detroit. I I think they have a lot of needs, but I think he's just, no doubt, crazy talent. I think he he is close to Devontae Smith in in talent and production. I just think Devontae Smith's a little better with his footwork. Uh, Then at eight, just like you, Steve, I have Justin Fields. And even even if they want Deshaun Watson, that's still a bargaining chip. Like, we can trade you. This guy, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So I still think that works out pretty well. And then nine, I have Denver taking Micah Parsons. I think he's the best defender in, in the entire draft uh, from Penn State. He's just a great linebacker. He can stop the run. He can play a little in coverage. He can get to the passer, and he's ridiculously explosive. At ten, I have Caleb Farley to Dallas. And okay, then. I wanted to put Kyle Pitts here, who I have going later in the draft. I think he is 
arguably the best prospect in the draft. If you guys saw our clip in, in one of our old episodes talking about the Looking draft. Good in there, Lou. My Thank mom you. thought thought you died you dyed your hair in there. Really? I don't know if you saw the comments. I did not. No. <laughs> I don't dye my hair. I might in the future, but we shall see. The only thing is I'm not look losing at these it. Looks. No, look at that. It's a lot longer now. Kev has the best hair on the show at the moment, but I'm coming for second. But does Kev have the best hair in the Sinatra family? No. <laughs> Joe's got it down. But yeah, no, I think Caleb Farley's the best corner in the draft. Um, Dallas really needs someone on defense. I think this is a no-brainer. Yeah, Lou, it, it, it's really tough when it comes down to guys like Kyle Pitts and Michael Parsons because I feel like those guys are much better than where they'll probably be taken, but I think that just a lot has a lot to do with positional value. Exactly, um, the needs. Yeah, so, so I do have them both coming here in my next stretch, so starting off with my 11 guys is my New York Giants, and not a biased pick. I know that we're going to go the offensive side of the ball, try and get a weapon for Daniel Jones. I don't know if it's going to be a wide receiver and what's going to be available at that point in time. But in my first mock draft, this is where I have Kyle Pitts going. It would be wow. here at the New York Giants. And I feel like that would be a great fit, regardless if the Giants keep Evan Ingram or not. Uh, we could always use the help. And we'll see what happens with that tight end position. We know that they always say that they don't come in and make an impact right away. But... I think if we did sign Ingram back, kept Pitts, um, and, and maybe drafted a wide receiver later on, uh, I feel like that could really work along with Slayton and Shepard and hopefully a, hel- a healthy Saquon Barkley. 12 for the 49ers. This is where I have the second-rated, uh, the second-best corner in the draft going, and this is Patrick Sertain uh, from Alabama. and. That San Francisco defense is really good. We know that. Um, But we've always talked about how piss poor their secondary is. So they're addressing that. And I I feel like without Robert Sala there, they're really going to have to focus on making that a a better cohesive group. 13 for the Chargers. Guys, I have them taking an offensive tackle. And this is where I have Michigan's Jalen Mayfield going loose. So I don't know how high you have him going in the draft. I do think third best offensive tackle. But I do think there's some good offensive prospects that we're going to talk about later on in the draft. Here at 14, Minnesota, I think that they have to go to the offensive side of the ball and address that offensive line. And I have them taking USC Elijah Vera Tuckalu. Um, I think he's a, a very good prospect and probably the best interior guy um, in this draft. And he can move around too. He's played multiple positions. Yeah, he's strong, he's fast, he's versatile. So. All that is extremely important. So here is where I have linebacker Micah Parsons going. And I feel like it's only fit. The New England Patriots. So I think Patriot fans would be very happy if they stayed patient at 15 and got this guy. I'm not a fan of having Hightower here this year. But if they're going to draft him, have him learn from him. And those are your two linebackers. I mean, that's already an elite defense alone. So I feel like that's a great fit in New England. He's very smart, so that could be someone that they trust to run that defense going forward. For Arizona here at 16, I have them getting a very versatile player, arguably one of the most versatile defensive players in the draft. And this is where I have Notre Dame's Jeremiah Owosu Koromora going. Um, And he can play linebacker, defensive back, safety, and they have Isaiah Simmons. If they re-sign Pat Pete, we know they got J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones. Buda Baker, I mean, we're talking about that's an elite defense now. Um, and they definitely need that, and they can't have any more excuses. So Arizona addressing the defensive side at 16. 
Here at 17, I have the Vegas Raiders getting a defensive end, outside linebacker. Uh, Michigan's Quiddy Pay. Uh, I feel like he's someone that's going to end up going really high and is going to be slept on as far as the pass rushing goes in, in the draft process. And Lou, we know that they took Cleveland Farrell a little bit uh, a couple years ago, but I think that they're starting to get a, a little impatient because they're not getting the, the production that they really need on that defensive front. 18, Miami's second pick. I know that I had them go an offensive tackle um, with their first pick, but with their second pick, I also have them go in offense, and I have them go into the wide receiver position. So this is where I have Kadarius Tooney, the wide receiver from Florida, going, Lou. I feel like he's someone, he might go a little bit later in the first round, but I feel like he's good enough to go to this spot, and if Miami likes him, he's a Florida guy, you know what I mean? I feel like that can uh, really work out. 19, guys, I can't believe I had this guy fall all the way to this spot. Um, I think this is going to be a huge value, a huge bargain. Um, I got Trayvon Mowry going here to Washington, um, and that would be a crazy safety tandem having Landon Collins and him there. And we already talk about how good that Washington team is, and this could be a team that could possibly go after a quarterback, but I don't have them going in that direction. But at 20... The Chicago Bears, I do have them going quarterback. And I know it's crazy at 20, you're hearing that. But I think that this is a realistic approach for the offseason. I don't think that Chicago will make a splash with the wide receiver position in free agency or the trade successfully. But I think if they keep this 20th pick, Lou, they can take quarterback North Dakota State Trey Lance. So this might be a little bit early for him. I don't know if you have him going in your first round. There, People... You know, don't have a lot of tape on him with, with all this COVID stuff. He is pretty young, but he has a good build. And if they could find somebody can co- that can coach him up or Nagy can do that himself, I think Trey Lance could be a great prospect and a great pick here at 20. And they could sign Mitch and maybe have a competition again. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I You'll see where I have the quarterbacks going. But <laughs> at 11, Steve, I, I have the Giants going online. I had them getting Wyatt Davis. He was so good at Ohio okay, State, then. one of the best O-lines in the entire college football playoffs. They did struggle a little versus Clemson, but, like, who didn't Yeah. at the end of the day? Uh, and then 12, I have Patrick Sertain, the corner, going to San Fran. I think that's a no-brainer pick. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the Chargers, I have him getting Christian Darrisaw, the O-lineman. I mean, when you have a franchise QB, you have to protect him. So I think that's absolutely what they're going to do. Uh, and then I have Quiddy Paye going to Minnesota. I just think That's they need point. help on the on the defensive end. He was really good at Michigan, uh, one of the few bright spots since Harbaugh's been there, and I think it just works. 15, Kyle Pitts to the Pats. Uh, I think this is a match made in heaven, period. Uh, he's, he's literally the second best receiver in the draft, but if he was labeled as one, he'd be going in the top five. Mm-hmm. He's just ridiculous. He can block a little bit. I know there's some concerns, but like, what what really good tight end came in as a phenomenal blocker? I can't name you one outside yeah. of Gronk, maybe, but he's just a savage. And then uh, to get really into it, I think Greg Rossier goes to the Cardinals. I know they have J.J. Watt, but I think they're going to need all the help they can get at the pass rusher position. Uh, and plus, how long is J.J. Watt really going to be there at the end of the day? You you have to think future uh, sure. with with Kyla Murray there. And then at 17, I have Zach, Zach Collins, the linebacker from Missouri. I think that anything works in Las Vegas just because they don't have much on the defensive end outside of a safety so I think he really works there and he's super fast and can really get to the quarterback and playing coverage and then at 18 I have Miami taken I think easily the best running back in the draft I think Travis Etienne is is a no-brainer for Miami just when you think of it he can catch he can run and 
He literally bailed Trevor Lawrence out every time he had a bad game. So this dude is extremely good, and he could have come out last year and been the best running back in the draft. So it is really cool to see uh, if he goes to Miami because then they won't have to spend a lot of money. 19, man, Washington, Trey Lance. I think think it's just... I think it's just easy. You draft a guy, and then you can have him sit behind Heineke and learn or even just put in another filler if you want to get Cam Newton or someone like that. I think it works. And then 20, I have Mac Jones to the Bears. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just think that they're going to lose lose out on on everybody. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't think Deshaun's going to go there, and they don't have the draft capital to move up. I mean, who are you going to move, Roquan Roquan Smith or Khalil Mack for a draft pick? No, no. I don't think so. So I think he's, he's a very, very good and solid pick. Uh, for them, and it's, I don't know, it's sad. The kid seems like he's nice. <laughs> yeah, Lou, honestly, I don't think Mac Jones is a first-round talent. I don't have I don't either. first round. But I think he's a quarterback, so that's yeah. it. No, no, fair enough, and we talk about that all the time. Starting it off at 21, Lou, is Indy. So, Woo! Indy here. Woo! I definitely have them going defense, Lou. Um, I, really? I hope you're happy with that. I do, and I, I did want to give them a receiver, but... I, I couldn't just because I think they're looking for better value and they could yeah. still find that in the second, third round. So Indy, I had them getting the defensive end outside linebacker from Miami, Lou Jalen Phillips. So I don't know if wow. you're happy about that. I, would um, I feel like that's a pretty solid pick. And Houston's obviously on the older side. I think they need to get someone on the outside from Buckner. Um, I know you were talking about Dalvin Tomlinson in our free agents episode. Guys, go check that out now. But moving to the next team, guys, Tennessee staying in that division. I have them getting a cornerback. And, Lou, I know we talked about our cornerbacks a little bit um, when we were talking about our prospects. But here I have them getting J.C. Horn from South Carolina. I think he's a little more physical, a little bit on that big side. And knowing that they're going against good teams in their division, especially at that wide receiver position, I feel like that's something that they would want to address. And I feel like his size and build makes him, his physicalness too, makes him a little bit more desirable than an Asante Samuel Jr. At 23, I have the Jets going offensive tackle here. Um, and, and Lou, this is where I have Christian Darasaw going from Virginia Tech. And I think the Jets did need to address, address that position at some point. And if they did that at, at the two pick, then they would have to go wide receiver here at the back end of the first. But I just feel like the value at that wide receiver position at two was so much more worth it. Moving on to the next pick at 24 for Pittsburgh. This is where I have Travis Etienne going, Lou. So I don't know if you like the fit. The, Great fit. The fit, but I, I feel like this is going to be a step in the next direction for Pittsburgh. And if they could have him and Connor, or Connor just ends up getting bounced, you know what I mean? Like I feel like that's, that can work out really well. Um, and that could be a very successful running game. At 25 for Jacksonville's other pick. I had them getting a linebacker from Tulsa, Zavin Collins, Lou. Um, so I don't know if that's someone you have going inside the first round. But I do think Jacksonville has some pass rushers in Josh Allen. And who'd they get last year? Caleb on Chase on? Yep. Um, so I, I do think they'll go for that, that linebacker position. Also, yeah, I did misspeak. I, that's who I had going to the Raiders. Oh, okay. Zach, I'm thinking of Zach Bond. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. No, but it, but it was Zavin Collins. <laughs> No worries. So here at 26 for Cleveland's pick, I know that they did draft Denzel Ward a couple years ago at that cornerback position. He's been very good. But I also have them going cornerback here, and I have them getting the Northwestern cornerback, Greg Newsom II, Lou. So I I really think making that secondary um, on the defensive side is going to be a focus. Their front seven is very good. Their offense is, is 
I wouldn't say very good because Baker's running it, but look at the pieces that he has. You know what I mean? So that's definitely good enough, especially with that running back position. But at 27, this is a team I think could also want to trade back in the draft. And this is the Ravens. I have the Ravens going offensive tackle. We've heard their right tackle saying that, that he wants out now. So be it. You know, if you can't get the opportunity to play left tackle, I understand where you could be um, a little bit upset. But I have them replacing it, and usually uh, the Ravens are good with their offensive line. So, Uncle Tony, don't worry about it. I got you in my mock. We're fixing that right side of the draft, protecting Lamar and helping that running game. And this is where I have Tevin Jenkins going. So another offensive tackle, uh, I feel like that's going to be be a guy that they can plug and play right at, right at day one. Going to my next pick at 28, the New Orleans Saints. I have them taking a defensive tackle here, and I just think because of the way you know the draft is, I feel like they wouldn't necessarily be in the quarterback market a little bit, but at 28, what's really left to you? So they're going to take Levy, but you know why not go on that defensive side of the ball? They obviously got Cam Jordan there on that defensive line, so... Uh, I feel like he's someone that can go first round. At 29, Green Bay. I have them taking the defensive end outside linebacker from Washington, Joe Tryon. So I don't know if he's someone you have going um, first round Tryon. I'm sorry. But I feel like they have to go in that direction. The second or third round, you're going to have to go receiver. Um, if they refuse to address the wide receiver position again, I'm going to be really surprised with Green Bay. And here at 30, this is where I have the second running back going. Alabama's Najee Harris going here. I really think that's going to be a great fit. We talked about some free agent fits for, for that Buffalo team. But they're a team that, that's really you know a couple steps away from figuring it all out. All right, man. We're up at 21 with the Colts. Uh, I hope this guy falls to us. I want Elijah Vera, Taka, at, at 21. I mean, we need another old lineman. He's interchangeable, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if you have to move big Q over to make room for this guy... I don't think Quentin Nelson will have a problem on really? any spot on the O-line. You wouldn't switch? You wouldn't have Elijah Vera Tucker switch? No, that's what I mean. Yeah, like have have them switch. I mean, I think he could play anywhere, and I think Quentin Nelson could play oh, okay. anywhere but center. Okay. So, I mean, he probably could play center. Who knows? The dude's, <laughs> the dude's let up one sack in two seasons, so he's a monster. And then uh, Tennessee, too, I, I have Patrick Jones, uh, Ed Rocher from Pitt. I, I think they need a guy to come off the edge, even if they sign one. You're still going to want to draft a young guy because you just need help at that position. Uh, the Jets at 23, I have O-lineman Trey Smith from Tennessee. They're going to go offensive either with a quarterback or a wide receiver. You're going to have to go all in and get Sam Donald or whoever it is some protection because it it's really bad. They're just not good. Yeah. Then another O-lineman going to Pittsburgh. I know they do need a running back, but I feel like they, they've had a lot of success drafting running backs late in the draft. Yes. And I, I think they'll continue to feel that. So I have Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. I think he'll be very good there. 25, I, I have Asante Samuel Jr., or, or the second or the third, whatever he is, <laughs> uh, going to Jacksonville. They've been very, very good at drafting corners over the years. They've had two superstars at corner, uh, and I don't think this will be any different. 26, I have uh, Christian Barmore, D-lineman from Alabama, going to Cleveland. I, I think that's a very good fit. Uh, they could really sure up their D-line, especially now that they missed on J.J. Uh, 27, I don't think that the Ravens are going to be able to sign a wide receiver for big money, so I think they're going to draft one. I would like to say they trade up, but in this mock draft, I don't have them going up. I had them getting Rashawn Bateman uh, from okay. Minnesota. I think they need to get a guy, in, maybe one or two, depending on what they can do in free agency. And then I have another wide receiver going to the New Orleans Saints. I have Randall Moore. I just think they have everything 
but depth at the wide receiver position. Uh, and now that Drew Brees is gone, you're going to want to make the transition for the is next guy is easy. He Even if he is gone, he's done. Yeah. <laughs> so I think your best bet is to get rid of him and his wet noodle arm with the scar <laughs> on his face. And then at, 20, at 29, I have Green Bay not getting a wide receiver, shockingly. I have J.C. Horn, the cornerback. I just think they're not going to let what happened in the NFC Championship happen again. again. Yeah. I think that's really going to stick with them. And I think Matt LaFleur knows what he's doing on offense, but I think they want to draft defense just to keep that locked down. And then 30 to the Bills, I have Nick Bolton from Missouri. I think that's just a good fit. They yeah. need depth at the linebacker position and, and defense as a whole. They could really go anywhere. 31, I have Sam Cosme, the O-lineman from Texas, get an, a Texas O-lineman for a guy from Texas for uh, Pat Mahomes, and I think that just works really well. And then at 32, I'm assuming that either Sue or Shaq Barrett doesn't stay, so I think Hamilcar Rashid, the edge, the edge rusher from Oregon State, I think he's a good fit for Tampa, good value, uh, and I think that really works for them. Yeah. No, I'll come in with my last two. So 31 for Kansas City. This is where I have Asante Samuel Jr. going. That's a good fit. Um, I Very think they fit. definitely need um, help at that secondary position, especially cornerback. And another thing, too, there's a little background behind it. I don't have any sources, but a little background. Pretty sure Asante Samuel played for Andy Reid when he was in Philly. Um, so, you know, there could be a little bit of a connection there. And he could, you know, Andy, take my son under your wing. And I, I feel like that's a realistic possibility. And Tampa Bay, um, Lua, I hear what you're saying about about the defensive line stuff, but I think that they're going to go offensive line. And this way, at least whenever Brady decides that he's done, they'll have a serviceable offensive line for whatever young quarterback can hopefully still keep that team competitive. And I have them going the interior lineman from Alabama, Landon Dickerson. So this is someone that really might not be um, necessarily a first-round pick, but we'll just have to fill out the draft process to see um, our guys in there. But, guys, that's going to wrap things up for me and Lou's first mock draft. We're going to have another two of those coming to you guys before April, so make sure you stay tuned to all of our draft coverage. Go to our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that like button. Go to sincethesandbox.net and buy your favorite merch from your favorite podcasters and support the show. And last but not least, guys, you know the deal. Five stars or we don't want it. Peace out.